impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. This morning I want to share just a a quick thought with you on um, a character that I believe is very much needed today in society. It's an Old Testament character by the name of Daniel. Uh, If you don't know a lot about Daniel, this takes place about 620 to 520 BC. That's before Christ, not before COVID. So BC... Uh, uh, Daniel was a a young Hebrew man and along with many of the nation uh, were taken captive by Babylon and uh, uh, Daniel found himself dealing with a very, very bad situation as a young man, taken from his homeland, placed in a secular society, an idol-worshipping culture called Babylon. Uh, They tried to change his name to Belteshazzar. They tried to change his diet. He was forced to speak a different language along with all the other Hebrew men and women that were taken captive. And eventually they were trying to persuade him to give up his worship of God and to take on the worship of the local entities in Babylon. And in uh, uh, Daniel chapter 5, you, you, it opens up with a story which would be familiar to many people, but Nebuchadnezzar, the, the original king of, Babel, of Babylon, was now deceased and his grandson has taken charge. And um, like many grandsons that never knew what it was to fight for what they had, they kind of just splurged and took advantage of, of the kingdom and he found himself partying. And one night whilst they were partying, a, a floating hand from God begins to write on the wall. And uh, um, it's never happened since, and, but it happened in this moment. Writing on the wall and gave a warning basically to the king of Babylon that your kingdom is about to fall. And this is what I love about God because sometimes, you know, we look at our nation right now and go, where is God in all of this? Like we look at the political scene, where is God in all of this? But I am sure that Daniel and his brethren were feeling the same way as they were seeing the, the, the gold and silver emblems from the temple of worship being taken into this uh, uh, Belshazzar's party and, and people drinking wine from the, the, the vessels of God. I'm sure they felt a lot like we feel today. Like, where's God in all of this? And so the party's going on, a finger writes on the wall a warning to the the, the kingdom of Babylon. And this is what I love about God. While that was happening, without Babylon realising, but the Medes and the Persians had drained the water systems that flowed under the walls of Babylon. While the hand is riding, the soldiers now on low tide are sneaking in under the wall of Babylon. And that night, they plummet Babylon and they slay the king. And I know for us, we look at this nation and go, God, what are you doing? We've got to trust that God's hand is still upon us. We've got to trust that even though we can't see it, that God's heart and God's hand is still at work. And so... Chapter 5 closes out, Babylon's fallen, the Medes and the Persians are now in charge, and I want to pick up in chapter 6, because chapter 6 is kind of like uh, uh, one of the most famous uh, uh, um, verses that you could ever, or one of the most famous stories in Daniel chapter 6. In 1614, uh, Flemish artist Peter Paul Rubens painted this picture, not, not that one, this one here of Daniel in a lion's den. 
And if you look at this, you, you kind of go, you know, the, the lions are all uh, are fast asleep or they're kind of just, you know, having a bit of a yawn. And Daniel looks like he's just walked off the set of First Blood with John Rambo. He's got the biceps, the great quads. I mean, he's obviously a cyclist, the great quads, the flowing hair. And, uh, but here's the problem. When Daniel chapter 6 is written, Daniel is 90 years of age. So unless he's on some essential oils that you and I don't know about, the, 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 the painting's a little bit, you know, twisted in a way. He's 90. Okay, so that picture, he's probably bald like me. He's probably got missing a few of the teeth. Uh, I mean, you know, so it's not quite the picture. So understand something. He's been in Babylon for a long, long time. And what I want us to look at this morning is why is it that a man like Daniel can see four administrations come and go in Babylon and still have the ear of the king? What was it about this man that we need today in men and women, in ordinary followers of Jesus like us, that gives us influence in a world that needs a positive voice right now? What was it about Daniel in a, that, that, that remained a counter-culture conduit in an ungodly world? Everything was going against him. How did he become someone that could still be a voice into four administrations in a pagan culture? Let me read to you from Daniel chapter 6, verse 1 to 3. It says this, It pleased Darius, who is now the, the new king, to set over them 120 satraps or governors to be throughout the whole kingdom. And over them three high officials of whom Daniel was one, to whom these satraps should give account so that the king might suffer no loss. Then this Daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials and governors or satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. If we had time, we'd go back to chapter 5 where they called for Daniel to interpret a dream because not an excellent spirit, but an extraordinary spirit was found in Daniel. This word excellent that we see in chapter 6 actually means this, a jagged rock. A jagged rock means when you look across a horizon somewhere that may be a flat horizon, a jagged rock stands out. So Daniel was a standout man. He was head and shoulders above because the Bible says Darius, an ungodly king, recognized within him was a different spirit. Now the excellent spirit isn't about him doing a job really well. It is about the Spirit of God that rested upon his life, that rests upon your life and my life, that should set us apart in some way so that we are not like everyone else in culture, that we do our work better, that we conduct our lifestyle better, not perfect, but better. And Darius saw in Daniel, as did Belshazzar, or Belshazzar in chapter 5, you've got something different about you. And one of the things I think over this last two years of chaos that God is wanting to, to stir in His people is that we were always called to be a standout, a called out people. 
We were never meant to be just one of the crowd. And unfortunately for a lot of followers of Jesus of late have lost their way in the fog of, of complexity and uncertainty about life. And we listen to every other voice out there. And now we are in some ways just like everyone else. We've lost our voice. And in a lot of ways, we've lost our serve. And it's almost like this COVID season has sucked us dry and left so many people tired and exhausted. It's easier to go with the current than it is to dig your feet in and stand against it. And Daniel was a jagged rock. I, I believe upon this church that there is that anointing to be a jagged rock church. That you won't just be like everyone else. That doesn't mean that you are better, but you are different. When Moses was leading the people of Israel out of Egypt, his one voice, his one cry to God was, God, let your spirit be upon us because that's what makes us distinct. That's what sets us apart. When the Holy Spirit comes upon his church, upon his followers, upon those that call themselves Christians, that's what sets us apart. Doesn't make us better than people, it just makes us different. In chapter one of the book of Daniel, when Daniel and the, and the young people are first captured and brought into uh, unto Babylon, it says this in verse 20, whenever the king consulted them in any matter requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, and boy, we need some Christians who have got wisdom and balanced judgment, he found them, this is the young men that had the spirit in them, 10 times more capable than any of the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. 10 times. 10 times more capable to give a word in season. 10 times more capable to be available to serve, to be available to help. 10 times more capable to say something positive in a situation that really is attracting ne negativity. 10 times more capable as a tradesperson who loves Jesus to do a job that is well done. I'm sure the culture's not up here at Noosa because you guys are different, but on the Gold Coast, unfortunately, Christians get such a bad rap. A lot of trades people that will commit to doing a job and you know, and then the owner will find out that they're Christians and the job was poorly done or, you know, it, was, it went up in price or, or the, 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 the person didn't arrive and they got their fish sticker on the car. And, and so you get this sense of if you want a job done, just don't get a Christian tradesman. And that's unfortunate. The same could be said about a lot of pastors, a lot of preachers. So somehow, somewhere, we've kind of just lost our way. And yet what kept Daniel in the vicinity, in the proximity of the most influential people of his time wasn't just his great articulate skill. It was the fact that he contained a different spirit. The Holy Spirit rested upon him and it made him a person that didn't have all the answers, but he had the right words at the right time. And sometimes right now, you know, this tomorrow, We've got hundreds of global care volunteers about to be deployed down to uh, southeast Queensland, northern New South Wales, into Lismore. You would have seen the, the pictures. Total devastation. 
And one of the things Global Care, which is the charitable arm of our network of churches, INC, has done is that we formalized a mental health first aid course to be able to go into a disaster zone, not just give bread and water and clean up their house, but to sit down with people who are grieving and actually have enough skill to help the people deal with some of the traumas. And tomorrow, all these people from all over Australia flying in to be uh, uh, you know, deployed into some of these areas. I love the fact that when a different spirit is upon you, you can't help but just be a jagged rock. You've got to stand out. And Daniel was like that. And when we have that spirit upon us, it changes every part of our life. If Daniel was asked to vacuum the floor or the couch, I'm sure that he would have done in between all the cushions as well. He would have sucked up all those Maltesers, all the spare coins that have fallen out of your pocket. It wouldn't have just been, that will do. In the book of Colossians chapter 2, verse 3, it's talking about Jesus and it says, In Him, this is in Christ, lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And if you're a follower of Jesus today, and like me, you're doing your best to, to stay true to who it is that God has called us to be, understand that when we're in Christ, we have access to all that treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say to young people all the time, it's one thing to listen to what the markets are doing when it comes to real estate because a lot of young people are stressing over trying to get in and buy a first home. Or, but this is what happens when you're a follower of Christ, you've got an unfair advantage. So don't ever think just sitting on realestate.com, you're going to find that prized property. Get in your car, drive around where you want to live. Ask the Holy Spirit, Father, speak to me, speak to me. Does anyone here thinking of selling their house? Go door knock on a few. You would be amazed at the testimonies I hear as people lean into this wisdom, lean into this knowledge, lean into this unfair advantage, the jagged rock, be a standout follower of Christ, the opportunities that open up. Daniel was different. He, did, he just didn't pray once a day. Scripture tells us he prayed three times a day. He went the extra mile. So whatever we do, we do it with excellence. In Matthew chapter 5, as I get ready to close, verse 41. Matthew chapter 5, verse 41. It says this. If a soldier, this is Jesus teaching, it's probably one of the most uh, uh, controversial it's certainly one of the most uh, uh, um, demanding verses you can read. It says, if a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. And sometimes when we look at that, we think, okay, well, that sounds great. I'll, I'll you know, the, the, this, this sense of going a little bit extra. But, but here's the deal. There are no traffic jams in the second mile. There's not a lot of people busting to try and get in there. Most people today will do what's expected, but not a lot will go beyond it. And what Jesus is saying is going the first mile isn't the jagged rock mentality. Going the first mile isn't what's going to give us the voice of influence in people's worlds. It's when we go the extra mile. It's when we do that little bit more that most people wouldn't have done. So when uh, uh, I, I, 
when I mow my lawn, do you like mowing the lawn, Josh? Most guys, do we like mowing lawns? One other hand, two hands. Okay, the rest of you are asleep. That's okay. There's something therapeutic about mowing a lawn, hey? The ladies, you, you may not understand, or maybe you do, but there's something a man just senses when they smell grass. The, one, the part that's growing as a lawn, that is. This is Noosa. There are... And so when I mow my lawn, I always mow the guys next door out the front. And when he mows his, he never mows mine. You know, because we share part of a lawn and he'll mow his and leave mine. I go, bro, it's like 10 square metres. You could have kept going, but he won't do it. But I always do it for him. Little things that we can do, they just go a little bit extra. Just a little bit more. When you see that person that's a little bit distressed in their life, what can I do? What's going to cause a jagged rock, a standout moment for this person right now? That's what gives you influence. And as four administrations come and go, in the world of Daniel, he keeps a positive voice in there for the kingdom of God. And what we need today is we need men and women now more than ever to be that second mile mentality. They go, you know what? This is what society requires, but we're going to go beyond. I believe prophetically upon this church that that anointing is upon this place. That the people who worship Jesus in this place, you will get a reputation as people that go the extra mile, that go a little bit extra. And I want to encourage you in your own personal walk with Christ. If you don't know Him yet, and maybe you've been turned off because of churches that you've been hurt or you knew someone or you were married to someone, they said they were a Christian and they didn't do what they said that they believed and it really turned you off, but you're here today. Understand something. When God comes into a life, the promise is He makes you and I a brand new person. A brand new person. Each and every one of us are still a renovation. We're, we're, we're still having the work done on us. And I apologize for whatever the church or a Christian has turned you off. But let me tell you, in this place, there is a new breed that God is raising up in this house. And if you are searching for a faith community surround you in love, that will surround you in practical support, that will be here to be a positive voice in your world, then you found home right here. And I want to make an opportunity to anyone this morning that's never actually asked Jesus to come into their life. You've never surrendered your life to Christ. And maybe in all this chaos of what's happening in the world, you're looking for something stable. You're looking for a bit of stability then this morning I want to make that opportunity that would you surrender your life to the God who was sovereign as He maneuvered the kingdoms around Daniel and the God that is still sovereign today. And He knows you. He knows your story. He knows the pain. He knows the sadness. He knows the grief. He knows every part of us. And I can't tell you why all these bad things are happening around the world at the moment. But I know this, and I have studied and I have a degree in mental health, that the one key ingredient, whether it be secular philosophy around mental health or Christian, the one thing that people will tell you every single person needs, it's hope. It's just simple as that. Not medication, that could come later, it's hope. 
And right now we live in a world that's crying out for someone, give me some hope. And folks, this morning may sound a little bit cliche, but that hope comes in the form of a name called Jesus. Not a religion, not a church service, a person called Christ, who today can forgive you for everything, for all the stuff that's accumulated in our life, all the hurt, all the offence, all the resentment, all that, what, what you went through, through that divorce and when you lost that, that business, all that disappointment, all that shame. Jesus says today, hey, I can take it. And I can start you on a journey of discovering what real hope is about. Father, I pray that whatever brought them to this place today, Father, I pray that the spirit of hope, Jesus, would become so real and so close. Father, I pray for each and every other person this morning. Lord, I pray that like Daniel, help us to be men and women of influence. Most of us will never sit at the level Daniel did and have the voice of prime ministers or premiers. But God, we have the voice of mums and dads, university students, high school, primary school students, people in aged care facilities, shop owners, cafe owners, tradies, professionals, whatever it might be, we have the opportunity, we're in the proximity to be a standout, to be a jagged rock. So Father, I pray this morning, wherever tiredness has maybe allowed the Holy Spirit's indwelling in our hearts to be at a minimum, minimal level, Father, I pray that there would be decisions made in this place that we would allow ourselves to be refilled with the Spirit of God, to be the voice of influence in the culture that you've called us to. And I thank you for it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching, that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information, resource or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church.